Welcome to Sales Transformation brought to you by Ledium. In this episode, we bring back one of our previews guests, Mike Swigunski, to keep discussing how to create focused content to attract the right audience and build trust. We'll also dive into the basics of buying and selling online businesses. Colin, the mic is yours. How do you make sure, because I think a lot of people that struggle with content, right? Like sellers, entrepreneurs, um, they, they tend to have, want to appeal to too many people, right? And so the content is a little bit of a mix of a lot of different things. Do you have any you know, thoughts around keeping you know, your content really focused to cater to the types of people that you want to attract and build trust with? Yeah, good question. And I've made a lot of mistakes doing this. So it's uh, something that I've kind of like looking at from when I started doing videos like a couple years ago. The thing, the issue that I was doing was I was, imagine a sales funnel, right? You've got your top of funnel, your middle funnel, bottom of funnel. And the problem that I was having was I was making content for the bottom of funnel people. And it was actually working. I was getting on the calls with multi-million dollar business owners and -hmm. people who wanted to buy businesses. But the problem was I wasn't growing because it's very niche, right? It's a very niche. Buying online businesses is not a huge market. There's there's a very small amount of people in that uh, sort of niche. So how can I create content that's at the top of funnel and at the middle of funnel? Maybe the middle funnel is success stories and testimonials uh, and sharing like problems that I had, you know, at that stage of, of buying businesses myself or selling businesses myself. So the top of funnel stuff is like going to be cast a much wider net. And one of the things that I've been doing, uh, and I just filmed this like a month ago, was I started doing street interviews and asking people. So at an entrepreneur event. You can find a bunch of people that have business owners and just asking them questions that is going to be appealing to people that you want to attract, other entrepreneurs, right? So how did you make your first dollar online? How did that make you feel? What was your biggest struggle as an entrepreneur? What's the favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? What's your least favorite thing? These types of questions are going to attract other entrepreneurs, and it's going to bring them into my funnel and slowly bring them down into learning more about my business learning more about how if they want to exit a business, I'm a great person to talk to because I've helped establish this kind of frontier of buying and selling online businesses. So I offer this as a free sort of consultation for them. And I've had a lot of success in sharing that success with people is like, hey, this person came to me, they were getting offers, lowball offers from brokers and aggregators for around $300,000, dollars and one 30-minute call with me helped him get an extra $250,000 in his exit. So that type of content is, is really powerful, and sharing those stories can be extremely powerful. Yeah, um, I, I love that, right? Having, having content for different you know, stages of the funnel of where people are at, right? Because I think if you talk more you know, top of funnel, um, a lot of times that content is more simple stuff, right? Like interviewing these entrepreneurs and talking about things that maybe you and I think are pretty basic and think like, wow, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to even find this interesting or get any value. But, um, you know, to somebody who's maybe just getting started, you know, these are really novel things that you know, are very top of mind and very valuable to them. Yeah, I would say if you're just getting started, just work on some work on one platform 
and work on a schedule that's going to be something that you can stay consistent with. Making a video, five videos a time, five videos every day for seven days a week for a year is probably gonna be kind of hard. But my structure is I have a videographer come over once a week for two hours. We film a bunch of content. Then I have a VA who's and an editor who is chopping it up. And so that two hours of filming is getting me, you know, 35 pieces of content to 40 pieces of content every week. That's being uploaded on four or five different platforms. And so you're getting, it really compounds the hundreds of pieces of content every month for only two hours of actual me filming. Of course, there's some prep, building a script, making content that's going to be uh, a, a little bit more viral and a little bit more educational. Um, but yeah, it's not a huge task to continue staying consistent with, uh, with content uploads. Yeah. And so can you tell me about, you know, selling these, you know, these online transactions of buying and selling businesses? Can, can you just kind of walk me through, you know, um, you know, somebody who's maybe wanting to get into that or has a business they want to exit or wants to buy a business? What are some of the basic things that they should be thinking about? Yeah, so I'll kind of answer it in two parts because there's the buy side and the sell side as a dual-sided marketplace. From a buyer's perspective, what's your liquidity look like? Most of these deals are not going to be, you know, you have to put some money up front. I would say a good rule of thumb is that you have to have 60 to 70% liquid capital to buy one of these businesses. Uh, There's a lot of great things you can do for seller financing. There's other platforms where you can leverage financing. But that's probably the biggest bottleneck in this industry is people can't easily go and get a loan for an online business. And a lot of people might be thinking, well, there's the SBA. And everyone I know in this industry, there's so many people who get approved for these SBA loans, $5 million, $6 million. I've only, after years of doing this, I've only heard of one person that's got an SBA deal done. Uh, It's not very common. It's a lot of paperwork and it can be a little bit difficult. So what are some of the ways you can actually get capital from a buyer? Family and friends is usually the best. Uh, Selling stocks or assets or pulling together uh, multiple investors into buying a business. So usually liquidity is the first question that I like to to harp on. The second thing is what's your risk tolerance? Are you an accredited buyer and investor? Are you making, usually I think the SEC defines it as 200K and above and if you have a, a partner, are they also in that, that realm as well? You don't need to be an accredited investor, but you should figure out what is your risk tolerance. These businesses can go to zero. It's very rare. Uh, and I like to focus on businesses that don't have a chance of doing that. Uh, so yeah, what's your risk tolerance and kind of how, how soon do you want to do this? What's your timeline? Because buying a multi-million dollar business is not something that happens overnight. Even buying a, a six-figure business is going to take at least two to three months on the, on the quickest journey. So that's kind of something from the buy side. From the sell side, uh, is your business even sellable? Uh, a lot of businesses aren't, and I hate to be the person to break it to you. You might have a great business. You might have an awesome you know, established business or a great YouTube where you're generating a lot of money, a lot of YouTubers, uh, and even some podcasters. There's interesting... Uh, details out about one of the biggest entrepreneurial podcasts is is for sale. Uh, And can you sell this? Is it a sellable asset? How are these businesses priced? 
the cool thing about this space is it's all priced on profit. So under $10 million, you don't hear about these crazy Silicon Valley valuations where they haven't made a dollar in profit and are worth a billion dollars. No, it's basically based on profit and businesses are valued essentially based on the trailing 12 months of actual profit. And then it's going to be multiplied times a multiplier, either yearly or monthly. And for example, to make things easy, let's say a business making $10,000 a month in profit on the average over the past 12 months, and it's it's valued at a 30x. So that business would be worth $300,000. If, if it has a, a, a much more established niche, it has multiple channels of, of income, then it might be worth 60x, might be worth $600,000. If it has monthly recurring customers, it's a software business that for a competitor to get in the space, they might have to spend $300,000 just to develop the tech. So there's a lot of different aspects that go into how much your business is actually worth. But the cool thing about it is it's fairly simple to figure out if you have accurate data. And that's one of the biggest things for sellers. You need to know your books. You need to have really good P&L figured out before you want to sell your business. You need to have the SOPs and processes in place to, to actually give it to a buyer so they can run it and maintain it. It needs to be uh, managed from anywhere in the world. Usually you can't sell a business to somebody who, who needs to be in the same neighborhood as you. It's a lot more difficult for, for an online business to sell that way. You can definitely do that for, for offline businesses or offline businesses that may have an online uh, kind of retail space. So that's kind of the, the gist is if you're looking to sell your business, you need to start planning and implementing things six to 12 months out from when you actually want to start listing a, a business for sale. Awesome. This is all super helpful because I know there's a lot of, you know, people in the sales world, sales leaders, you know, um, you know, high performing sales reps that are all looking for how do I not completely rely on my W2 income, right? Um, can I do something on the side maybe um, or transition out to, you know, not having to work for somebody else anymore. So I know there's been a, a big flux of, of that happening on it in the, in the sales community. So this is all super helpful. Mike, really appreciate having you on super valuable stuff. Where is, you know, any final thoughts and then where's the best place for people to get into your world and connect with you? Yeah, I'd say one final thought. If you're looking to add a passive income or just a secondary income, do the math. Like you can buy a business, and get your ROI back in 30 months. Uh, some of my businesses I've gotten back in eight months because I have a, a very unique growth strategy that I implement. But if you do the math of starting a business, 95% of those are going to fail. And it usually takes two or three years for them to fail. Think about the time and money you're going to invest in that. And then consider the flip side. You can buy that 5% of businesses that are already successful, already cash flowing from day one, and consider that against real estate, where every time I do the math comparing it to real estate, online businesses is just the surefire best option because you're talking about, let's say you have about $200,000, you're talking about $1,000 a month in real estate with a lot more moving parts versus maybe five to $10,000 a month in profit for an online business. So do the math, figure out if it's a good fit for you. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to talk with you. Go to globalcareerbook.com. Uh, I've got a lot of free resources. I've got a free buyer's checklist and a lot of free stuff for sellers as well. Uh, happy to jump on a call with anybody. To, to just, I just love talking about this stuff. So 
uh, want to get the word out there and yeah, globalcareerbook.com or my Instagram or LinkedIn, just Mike Swigunski. Awesome. We'll drop the links there in the show notes to make it easy for everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode, please write us a review, share the show with your friends so we can help more sellers transform the way that they sell. 